guys want to hear about my rock fact, I've told one or both of you about this facts, but I want it on record that I heard that the one, two, three is a lie. What is advertised is that the water, uh, the number one is water, like regulator. It regulates the water for you. Uh, and you have to leave it in there for 24 hours so that you don't kill your fish. And then the second day, you pour the number two in, and it's supposed, supposedly the eggs, and they are supposedly hatching instantly. And then the third one's the food. That one's the truth. That is food. But actually, the number one is eggs, and you pour it in there for 24 hours because it takes 24 hours for them to hatch. And the second one is dye, and it dyes all of the sea monkeys so you could see them so that it looks like they were hatched instantly, and it's all a scam, and you are dyeing these animals another color, and then you so feed them with the number three is, packet. Um, is how do the eggs stay alive so long in that bag? <laughs> That's a good question. Hold on. I need to reshare my because, screen for that one. Because I heard that if you were to buy one of those right now, like if I went on eBay and bought one that was like old, they would still be in there. How are they alive that long? Mm. How Why have are... we discovered that science to use for other purposes in the world? <laughs> I feel like they probably know, as in scientists and stuff like that, but maybe they don't know how to use it. All right, hold on. I'm gonna take you. You know, it's wild that we eat eggs. I want to eat chicken. I always think that. I always think that. In some countries, they uh, cook sperm, like fish sperm and stuff. Uh. I mean, it's just man eggs. You think about it. All right, so they are freeze dried. Um, how long can they last? Up to. What? 26 years. years. 25 years. Dang. Those sea monkeys as old as me. Brine shrimp have a... Oh, are they just brine shrimp? <laughs> brine shrimp have... I thought they were little tiny people that look like monkeys. Anyways. Brine what? shrimp have a unique birthing process. They produce eggs called cysts, which survive long periods of time, up to 25 years in the right conditions. Um, how long do they stay alive, uh, stay preserved for? Uh, preserved um, last... He's left the chat. No, I don't want that answer. I want. I don't. Some, I don't think they're going to be able to tell you that, dog. Oh, read that Reddit. Yeah, R slash C monkey. That's crazy, dog. For us, man. That ice cream truck, man. He ride down the road. You should go Shut get one of those SpongeBob. Up. You should get one of those SpongeBob ones with the gumball eyes, or or the bubbles one. That's the best one. That's the yep. best one. Sometimes they have it's Sonic, not too. Good. Why do you guys like... I liked them when I was a kid. I don't want them now. You're you don't like me as a grown adult. Which one are you getting, Kinsey? If you were to go to the ice cream truck right now with $5, what are you getting? Taco Taco. The fuck okay. is that? Or the just like a cookie dough sandwich. That's your poison? Ice cream <laughs> truck. There's, there's only one I'll pick over. Or, or you know those really good one, ones? Maya. Wait, hold on. You know the ones with the crumblies on them? They have a chocolate version and a pink strawberry version. Yeah, those are delicious, but you can get them at the store. I'm slapping you in the face, and you're going to get a Sonic ice cream. Here you go. And when I say Sonic, I mean Sonic the Hedgehog with the blue eyes as gumballs. <laughs> I'll, and, I'll take- Rye, you can have the SpongeBob one because there's only one that reigns supreme. And usually they only have the SpongeBob one. But if they have the Powerpuff Girl one, it's over for y'all hoes. Like, that's the one I want. How do I share my screen correctly? You guys see this, or am I dumb? Nope. Yeah, we see okay, it. Okay, so you pull up. You pull up, and Kinsey really says she's getting some other than these. I'm these are the best options. Right 
Oh, okay, the chocolate truffle ain't even on there. I'm a, I want to get the crumbly one. This is a duo show now. Not Bye. for Mariah anymore. She left the band. Let's look up. Let's see. Video game mommies. Kaylin, what's our them. show about now? Video game mommies. I'm, I got you. I'm going to screen share. Okay. Uh, images. Give me like a grid of recognizable ones, please. Uh, ranking. Kaylin, look. My face mm. just is too long for a short haircut. I, mm. You know why Kaylin likes me, guys? She likes horses and dogs with long faces. And I have a very long face, and I think that's why she likes me. Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's the truth. Bro, I want, like, an S-tier list, please, for us to choose from. You know what? I don't know any of these bitches. I'm going to go to give up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Did it boot you guys too? Nah, it didn't. It's still recording. Andy is Andy. back. Hello. Say, why are you running? Like, you came into the chat sounding like God just, like, descended from the heavens, and you were like, it's oh, oh. like military, like, radio wave. It's, it's, oh, my God. It's because I switched computers. Can you oh, t- my God. Can I can't wait to, like, listen back at what you said. Is that better? Yeah. It still says I'm really loud. We can hear ourselves. You can't? Hello. Hello. Now I can't. I don't want it to export loud because it, it was it was hitting red still. It, it was hitting I don't know red. what I was doing. I was trying to figure out why you were like your Wi-Fi sucks and I clicked on my Wi-Fi but I accidentally hit the slide off button. Oh bring us in, Kaylin. You're listening to Post Credit Depression where we discuss this week's current hyperfixation. My name is Kaylin. Oh my god, what was my fun fact? When you put me first, I can't remember. Hmm. It was a good one, too. Oh, well, uh, it is a good one. Hold on, I got it. It, um, Ripley, I joined one of those pet picture competitions with my dog, Ripley. I probably shouldn't say her name on the podcast. I feel like that, you know, my name mixed with her name is a very unique uh, combination of names. But anyways, my dog, uh, she won the contest, and now she is in uh, one of the Dungeons and Doggies books, the Animal Adventures uh, Secrets of Gull- Gullet Cove. She's got artwork inside the book. And that's my fun fact because, like, you know, that was, like, you know, a book that was distributed among, like, thousands of people. So now my dog's in, like, a lot of people's houses. Why didn't I know this? You didn't know that, Mariah? No. (laughs) Wasn't Mariah our friend when that happened? Nope. That was junior (gasps) year. No, she wasn't. It was right before we became friends. Yeah, everybody in my life on social media knew about this whole thing. They had a competition on Facebook, and it was like whoever comments um, or likes the most somebody's... What what was it, Kaylin? You made a comment about your dog, and whoever liked the most... Yeah, you comment comment on the original post, and whoever's comment has the most reactions or likes uh, gets artwork of their pet in the book, and they were choosing one cat and one dog. Yeah, and we literally were getting every single person to like, at CIA, at CIA to, to do this. And yeah, then, and uh, I got a lot of votes. But we'll that was my fun part. Yeah. Okay. Um, my name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I bought another Peter Pan pop figure. I think you like Peter Pan so much. Um, or no, no, no. I think you like Greg from Over the Garden Wall because it gives Peter Pan vibes. Yeah, I could see it. 
Uh, my name's Kinsey, and I'm making My Little Pony stickers right now, and I'm almost done with Rarity, which is the first one I've done. They honestly look amazing, and I'm not saying that because she's my best friend. Like, this is... Oh, so we got a chat comment. It says, Pussy Boy from Alex. That's a rock fact. <laughs> um, well, Alex really isn't in the chat stickers. anymore, so... By Who's the way, Alex? guys, if we say random names, what it's because when we join this chat, we never use our real names. We always be plugging in other stuff. Look at oh, but I thought <laughs> he forgot. But I thought your name was Andy. Yeah, but it was Alex at first, remember? And then it froze, and I had to come into my other laptop. Mm, I guess I had already submitted in my Andy. memory that your name was Andy and not Alex. <laughs> yeah, I felt like changing it up. Mariah holding uh, Sir George Washington up. Mm-hmm. George Washington, a.k.a. Kitty, a.k.a. Wirt Jr., a.k.a. Jason Thunderburger. A.k.a. Benjamin Franklin, a.k.a. Wirt. Yep. Mm -hmm. Y'all remember mm -hmm. all these damn names. Uh-huh. That was his name. Why are you <laughs> judging him, Kinsey? You got a problem? No. He was having a hard time finding his identity. <laughs> he was going to be famous. That's funny. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's pretty wild up in here. Great gift I got. Hey, Kinsey. Yeah? What's up? Nothing. How are you doing? She <laughs> 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 said what's up. What'd you share on the podcast this week? Into the Spider-Verse, the new movie yeah. that just came out. Mm -hmm. It's called Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse. You know what, Mariah? Why don't you share it this week? <laughs> I okay. thought it was across the Spider-Verse. Oh. I thought it was, too. Oh. Oh. The, sec the third one is called Into the Spider-Verse. What? I thought that wasn't the... I thought that was the first one. Hold on. <laughs> I think it is across the Spider-Verse, guys. Whatever. The new spider man movie, man. I'm not, like, a huge Marvel fan, I but I will watch... The Spider-Verse movie. You know what, Kinsey? You were right. The first one's called Spider-Verse. The second one's called Into the Spider-Verse. And the third one's called Across the Spider-Verse. You know what? I'll never <laughs> doubt myself again. Yeah, stop doubting yourself. And then the you next one they make is going to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse. What's beyond there? What's beyond the Spider-Verse? Well, probably I Miles. But I don't know. If, if Mr. Holes Man is Holes and he's like... Oh, yeah, he's beyond the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, he goes into, like, weird holes and verses. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm sharing this week. Yeah, Did you guys we like all just happening it? to go to the movie theater at the same exact yeah. time. Well, yeah, that is exactly what happened. Uh, <laughs> Kayla and I planned to see this movie together a year and a half ago into our friendship when I didn't even know her. <laughs> I know, I've been I'm waiting. kidding, we've been friends longer than that. <laughs> I watched and it then, with my friend Christian because he asked me to come, and I was like, sure. And it was really, really good. You didn't even know what you were getting yourself into. I watched the first uh, Spider-Verse movie or whatever. It was the first one. I'm mm -hmm. already forgetting now. Um, and I really liked it. I liked the style, and I liked the way it was animated. Um, and I thought it was something I hadn't seen before. In, you got to watch it for uh, free at CIA. Animation. Yeah, we got to watch it for free at CIA. So I got to watch it for free because I worked at the movie theater. 
I well, also we all really love Gwen's design, so I was really excited to see Gwen again. Character is super cool. I've always liked uh, Gwen, Spider Gwen. So yeah, I like did the any way of she you, carries herself. Did any of you guys know what this movie was going to be about when before you walked in, or like, are you guys like nope. Marvel buffs or something like that? Because I didn't. Yeah, I come from I come from a Marvel buff family. My uncle Kenny collected all the comics. So you knew what was going to happen? Um, so I vaguely... Uh, Spider-Man's like obviously like a fan favorite of young kids. So I vaguely knew... Um, not exactly what was going to happen, but I knew a lot of the characters. And um, obviously I knew that it was going to be about the multiverse, which is a recent theory that Marvel in general has been diving into. So I already kind of had an understanding of the concept. Yeah. I mean, that oh, part cool. I also knew, but like story-wise, nah, I didn't know anything. <clears throat> You're really quiet, Kaylin. And make sure you're speaking next to your mic, Kaylin. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah, me neither. I didn't know nothing either. I was just excited. Um, you guys missed the intro to the movie, huh? You guys came in late. We can just move into where you guys started. So, Gwen met uh, Mr. Miguel, the like fucking Wolverine-looking-ass Spider-Man. And who's the bitch on the motorcycle? You know her name? Oh, the the black girl that was on the motorcycle? Mm-hmm. What's her name? I can't remember. I can't oh. remember her name. Well, she runs into those two, and, you know, she's got nowhere to go since her dad and the police department are so far up her ass. Like, they're really close to finding her. And obviously, you know, she, like, she shows her dad that she is the spider woman, and he's really disappointed and upset with her. And she's got nowhere to go, really, if you think about it from a teenage perspective, because he's not taking it very well. So, um, I thought it was interesting because I didn't know what to expect about them taking her. I was like, where are they taking her to? Like, is she going to be a part of, like, a tiny squad? Like, I watched, um, team, what was it? What's the team in DC called, the big team? Oh, uh, Justice League. Yeah, well, I watched Teen Justice, and I think Ryan and I have talked about it before, how good that fucking show was. Is that what it's called? Teen Justice? Um, there's a Teen Justice and there's Justice League. It was called Young Justice. And it was so good. And it was a small group of teenagers. So I was wondering if it was going to be a small group of superheroes. But it ended up being a whole motherfucking, like, community of Spider-Mans from different, you know, multiverses and stuff like that. But anyways, I wanted to ask what you guys thought about her meeting those two characters. What did you, what were your first thoughts of Miguel and the other woman? Um... And like the society itself, I had um looked up like as much as I could because I'm telling you, we got in and the only Miguel and the other lady that we had saw was like them going through the portal. Like Colin or I were on their phones. I was stressed out because I was like, oh my god, are we about to like get kicked out for being on our phones? Are we about to like did we walk into the wrong theater? I was like, what went wrong? Because we all thought we walked into the wrong movie because it looked like a climax. Oh um, shit! Yeah, I had looked up. Though, as much as I could watch, it was really hard. I couldn't find, like, an entire clip. And when I think about it all, it makes me really sad because I didn't want to be late. Um, like, nobody wanted to be late in that situation. But um, what I had fi- found out was, like, how Peter had died in that world, like, her friend Peter. And, like, you know, he was trying to make himself great, like, Spider-Woman. And he ended up turning into a monster and, like, you know, getting killed. But not on purpose by Gwen, but, like, you know, just... Yeah. They kind of insinuated that they romantically liked each other, too, I think. Um, 
yeah, I wasn't yeah um, they talk about it later that all Gwen, all Gwens and Peter are like. Um, I thought it was funny when Miles um was in uh his Spider Man outfit and ran into his dad and he's like, "How's your son doing?" And you know, he's like, "Good, good." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna walk off." And then he starts kind of like just complaining about his son, like, you know, I don't know what's with that kid. And he's like, "Maybe you should get off his ass." Like that part made me laugh. So. Maybe you should get off his ass. Yeah, I thought the jokes in the movie were so good. I was laughing the entire movie. I don't me know too. who fucking wrote these jokes and how old they were, but they really, I feel like they hit a younger audience with the like words a, that a they love- would use and like the silly arguments they'd get into or the funny yeah. jokes they'd make to each other. I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, Spider Man's good for that. Like Spider Man's always been like it's almost like you you talked about uh, Teen Justice or whatever, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, Young Justice. Like the Flash was always the uh, the comedy relief. Like that's who Spider Man is in the Marvel world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I, it's a love hate relationship because y'all don't even give me breathing room to stop laughing. I can't remember all the jokes when I get home. Like I know that's I, how how they back to back. I know I I was actually uh, kind of sad that. Like, what was the bad guy's name? The whole guy? I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention to the name. Spot. Spot. Um, I thought he was so funny the way they introduced him. I mean, I know he was, like, uh, evil. But, like, <laughs> his jokes and the way he was physically fighting with Miles was so funny that I was like, dang. Too bad he ended up being, like, a really, really bad guy. And not just, uh, he called him, like, a, a shitty. Villain of the week. A villain of the week, villain yeah. Villain of the week. So, yeah. I thought I thought that was really funny. I think um, something else I liked about the movie that, like, honestly is one of the main overarching principles is a lot of the storytelling lore of inside it comes down to the writing as well. Because, like, that reference, Villain of the Week, you know, I reference it with Monster of the Week. It, like, references, like, Scooby-Doo, like, these tiny-ass villains that you see for one episode and that's all they are. And they're, like, really dumb, simple, like, you know, not anybody to take that seriously. And, you know, it's a writing term in this whole freaking movie um is also just about like canon and it's like a huge plot point of what canon means in this movie and outside of it there's a meaning but like it was interesting seeing the whole time that they were like referencing almost like writing material you know what i mean like the whole time mm-hmm. yeah kaylin was saying the canon thing for like a week guys she was like it was canon every time i told it's you not over. Like, that was a canon event i just haven't <laughs> seen you a lot since then it's gonna keep I going i didn't do the noise correctly but oh my I've god i've been saying the <laughs> noise better than like, I do. all week I literally, it fucking makes me laugh so hard. I actually, obviously, being the only one left on TikTok out of the three of us, have been hearing that audio, like, all the time on TikTok, and I always knew it was connected to a canon event, and I was like, that's funny. And I was that, you know, under a rock that I didn't know it was from the movie. So I'm sitting there, like, in the movie, and I hear the sound go off randomly, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Freaked the fuck out. Uh, I thought it was yeah. really funny. Also, though. I think I had seen, like, I'm not a Spider-Man nerd, so, like, it's hard to do it as much justice, but I like seeing a lot of people come out with the Fun Facts video and, like, how that audio came from a previous Spider-Man where, like, I think he was, like, a super serious spider I don't know. I don't know what the story was, so, like, look it up, but, like, um, that audio does derive from, like, an old audio, like, I don't know if it was a song or a track that they used on it, but really cool stuff. Yeah, I feel kind of bad because I'm not, like, a huge Marvel, like, enthusiast i just really liked the movie thought it i thought it was so pretty and i loved the um pacing of it i loved i wanted to talk about the storyboarding of it which like the way the frames were designed and how people moved and came in and out of the screen i was like what 
insane budget did they have on this and what storyboarders did they have do this because so many of the scenes I was like how did they draw pre-plan these out without having some sort of 3D model to think about space because people were jumping mm-hmm. left and right and doing acrobatic skills and like that's going to make storyboarding so much harder compared to if people are just standing around or just running like I don't know and walking dead or some shit like that so I did what did you guys think about the way people moved across the screen and like the choreography I guess you could say of it unfortunately I think that like from what I've heard is that a lot of artists are kind of getting screwed over by the movie and so like it was probably a big budget but probably not big enough but to go back to like just talking about the artwork itself it's amazing even though they're kind of underpaying their artists right now um from just what I've, I've heard in some uh arguments online um I saw some really cool stuff about like you know how different characters are animated a little bit different. And for Miguel, when he was going in his freaking like panther mode, like chasing after Miles and stuff, um, he'd have these bursts of like different colors. It kind of reminded me of JoJo. They changed the whole color scheme for only like two frames, maybe, and they would draw all these like uh, sketch lines to reference like how old comic books were drawn or how old animations were drawn. And then he'd like snap back to his like three D self, and it's like. I love all of those tiny details. It seems like, um, I will say, I'm not sure about the culture of what it was like to work on that, but it seems like they really like explored their creativity and pushed things in lots of different ways. And it doesn't feel like you're watching just like kind of one style or movie just in one. Like it, it's so much all at once. It's uh, overstimulating like pop rocks in like a good way. Yeah, yeah, like just enough where you're not like um, upset looking at it because it's so overwhelming. I definitely thought the same thing. There was sh- there was probably so much open creative direction, and like they, I felt like I saw so many people's ideas come together um, mm-hmm. throughout the film. I was like, not one person could have just been like only in charge of storyboards or only in charge oh, yeah. of like, I mean, realistically, obviously not. But the way that all these people's different ideas still came together <laughs> and worked so well together, I think, is something that's so hard to do. It's almost like, how do you work on a group project with people with five different styles but still make it work you know mm-hmm. i saw that they were- i mean i obviously sorry sorry i was i was like if Ryan doesn't start talking i'll say this fun fact but it is your turn um obviously i can't speak around animation as much as you guys can because i didn't i didn't take any animation classes and stuff like that um but obviously i i i've loved like since the first one the way they animated i love the colors i love that they they didn't do it as much in this one, but they always keep like this, like, uh, maybe I just didn't notice it this time because I was so used to it, but they keep that like comic design throughout it, whether it's like you see the the way the lines are drawn or they'll have like some Bende dots in the background or something. Mm-hmm. And it always keeps up with this vibe, almost like I'm reading a comic like while it's moving. Oh, yeah. And all the different and, like, characters I know the first pretty. Yeah. And like even like the first one, the way they in like the way they insert words into the screen, even the second one, like it always feels like I'm watching a comic book right in front of me. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember when the first movie came out, like, um, first of all, it was so like uh, profound, like the way they went about it. We were like, holy shit, this does feel so much like a comic book. And with the second movie, I feel like they took everything that worked from the first one and they pushed it. Just like Kaylin said, with that frame with Miguel, like, like literally jump jumping like a jaguar while he'd run and then having those like still two frames um of a different color so yeah i feel like they basically put everything that was good on crack for this movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) i honestly was like i'd have to watch this at a slower speed i didn't see everything that i wanted to i was a little like 
I'm not saying this as a critique. I was just a little like sad that things were moving so quickly that I couldn't enjoy it even on that big ass screen. But um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it was just like part of the pace. It was a fast paced movie. You know? Yeah, I think it was like them trying to show like more intensity compared to the first one that was supposed to be like more of like them setting up the story. And this time they're like, it's intense. It's fast moving. So much is happening at once. And you're supposed to feel that like same sense of urgency or anxiety while you were watching. Yeah, yeah I agree. In um, the first movie, Into the Spider-Verse, when Miles first gets his powers, uh, they animate him at 12 frames per second. Um, and then once he starts getting better with his powers and, like, hones in on being Spider-Man, they up it to 24. So, like, when you watch him, like, kind of swinging around being trained by Peter, um, it's really choppy looking almost. Like, uh, very... Uh, I'd have to play it for you, Mariah, or I don't know if you visualize, you're visualizing it, Kinsey, but, like, it's just very choppy and it doesn't feel that fluid. You up that frame rate and he's, like, moving so fluidly, like like water. You said that was in the first one? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I will say they. I noticed that um, the more clumsy he would act, it was like uh, it was choppier animation. And then, like when he was more confident in how he was moving, it would feel more fluid, especially in those like moments of action where he really needed to be concentrating and stuff like that. Yeah, it seems like a lot of like talented artists and minds that come come together. And you're right, Kinsey. Like not one person can do all of that. And it feels like such a beautiful collaborative piece of work because like. Even stylizing, like, the timing of, like, what you're showing on to the screen to convey character development, like, that's that's reaching really, really far, but it's very effective. Like, you don't have to just show acting. You can use these other styles and other, you know, uh, departments, animation department, you know, the background, the color people. And then Mariah was talking about all these, like, different characters and, you know, um, when they showed that, uh, what was it, the... I don't know what his name was, but the buff Spider-Man. And he's, like, kind of um, uh, a nod to, like, old comic books where they're super, like, muscled out. And then uh, Spider-Punk, he had that cool, like, he'd come in and out of being, like, really red or, like, black and white. And it was, like, you know, when you flip through a certain artist style, you know? Yeah, I love how they were able to show... Sorry, go go Oh, I was just saying that I I love that they can all exist in the... They say... They feel like they're in the same universe, but like you could look at, you could read a whole comic book in that one style too. Yeah, I love that they were able to put so many different animation styles in one screen and still fit so well. Like, I, I think I pointed out to you, like, while we were watching, I was like, I love how they're doing that. Because, like, every character was from a different world with a different style. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, even like that one that was like 2D. The Lego and one. And he was like, I can't move the Lego one. Yeah, like they did so good putting them all on the screen together. They were the like, Lego That's one, one of was... our best workers. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. The Lego one was uh, one of the fun facts I wanted to bring up earlier. I had to hold my thought uh, for a second, though. But that's a 14 year old kid that animated all of that. Really? Yeah, yeah he uh, reanimated the trailer in his little stop motion Lego style, and they reached out to him, and he got to put those scenes in. That's so cute. Um, yeah, that's why I'd oh, like to think that like working on the Spider Verse was like a fun experience. But you know, I again, I can't. I, I had to look it up some more, but I can't speak on like about the way the artists are being paid. Yeah, I heard yeah. a lot of complaints on Twitter about it. I feel really bad, like that. Um, so, like a hundred workers quit. I'm not saying at the same time, but through throughout the movie, they had quit um, because they weren't being paid properly or treated well. But um, I was going to mention for the character designs, like you guys are talking about the different styles. 
I was really paying attention to like the the quality of the character designs and they were so good and diverse. I had literally no like complaints or anything about it. Like I was seeing especially I'm like a really stickler on like different female body types or like, you know, femme body types. I really hate if there's only going to ever be like, you know, dump trucks or like slim thickies because that's just like not fair to only mm-hmm. be drawing women like that, but we have 900 mm-hmm. fucking shapes for a man. When we were watching, there were so many different body types. I was so happy to see that. Um, and I loved seeing that there were disabled Spider-Men um, and women, mm-hmm. you know, like the cool wheelchair Spider-Woman. She was, I don't, I don't know if uh, they were a woman or a man or anything like that. It happened so quickly. I think they were a woman. But I loved their spider chair, and I followed the artist who designed the um, spider wheelchair with the legs. I was like, that is so oh, you have to send that fucking to me. cool. Let me, let me see if I can pull it up. I'll try to send it to yeah, you. Yeah, I actually saw a lot of praise for people. Like, people were talking about how everyone loved Hobie, and they were like, I love that you guys are liking this guy who isn't your typical, um, you know, drawn design person like he is fully a, a black man with like all the features like the wide nose big lips and people were like this is a big deal for the world mm-hmm. man we <laughs> yeah. gonna talk about Ho- hobie now because that's my man oh yeah before we dive into hobie kinsey calls me after she watches this movie i say no spoilers nothing at all because I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 spoil it for myself right now and she's like all i'm saying Mariah, is there's one man you're gonna love when you watch this <laughs> show or this movie and i was like okay and i'm thinking she's about to tell me it's like miguel like everybody talking about him and I was like, yeah. it ain't about to be him. I already know. I've seen drawings of him. Nah, sure. Whatever. Up. Was- and then I'm on the screen and Hobie walks in. Mm-hmm. I was I was taken aback. Bro, I, was I had like, not oh heard anything about Hobie till Kinsey, like, I asked her after she watched it, I was like, so was that Miguel guy? Like, all, all the hype? And she's like, no. And she's like, there's another. And I, she said... Uh, she said, you won't guess who it is. And I was like, is this Spider-Punk? And I had not even seen his face. And I, I just knew he existed. And she's like, oh. and I was like, hmm, I wonder if he's like, you know, the emo drummer boy type that Kinsey's been into before. <laughs> but I love they, they did him so good. I had to go home him. and watch a compilation recap of Hobie. <laughs> I love I did, the original him. Spider-Punk is like, not lame, but like, he ain't as cool in like his Spider-Man suit as they made him in this movie. His, he, in, the, in the comics, he's got like a cool little mohawk and he's still like the cool guy, but they did him so much better in this. Bro, like even his details I, of him, like his face, his hair, everything. What's I up with this man Riz, bro? Like he's not even trying to Riz it up. Like he's just living his day-to-day life. And he just like oozes Riz, and I'm just like that you intro know, when he first makes an appearance. Though you hear that guitar drop, and he's like running like anime style and breaks through that. I would thing. argue that Hopi in real life would hate Riz. He'd be like, "I ain't got none of that Riz." Like, because you don't have Riz, you have Riz. Like because you don't care about having Riz, you have Riz, buddy. And his whole little like uh like they're all introducing themselves. Like the Indian Spider Man had his own little intro. And he's introducing himself, and he's like, you know, I'm not a hero, because that makes you a self-mythologizing, you know, narcissist. <laughs> it was Caleb, so funny. You did that perfectly. I loved his accent. I loved his <laughs> hair. I thought his hair was so fucking cool. Um, and I loved how he didn't listen to fucking anybody. I was like, yeah. I knew, I knew like babies would fucking bitch about it. <laughs> he um, said, taking a crap on the company. Yeah. I knew people would bitch about this one thing. Um, I was hoping they wouldn't because it's fucking fiction, uh, and I only saw one person bitch about it. But they're like, "This is what his 
you know, hair would look like in real life under a mask, and it was like all blown. I'm like, this is fiction. First of all, Who if you look at anybody's fucking hair in this in the Spider Verse, like, if they have long hair and everything like that, it's not going to fit into a cap that quickly based off of physics. But that doesn't matter because it's a Spider-Man fucking suit, and it can do whatever it wants. There's probably technology yeah. where it pushes it down. Like, you can argue that with any of the Spider-Man. Imagine if even, I had even a hood Miles. And I was like, all right, even guys. Miles, like, even, I bust like, into a room and I'm like, I'm Spider-Woman. Do you think all my hair behind me right now is going to be in my cap right now? No. Yeah. Like, realistically, no. So why are people caring about that in a fictional sense? I feel like that was just mm -hmm. them wanting to find an excuse that he couldn't have his hair like that the internet as, a, as a black man. You know? Black people can't get online and exist. Like, I'm yep. like, oh my fucking God. It's, it's not even real. That's like when people were like, Realistically, um, Ariel would not be that dark because she'd be like hundreds of thousands of feet under the wa water. I mean, it's 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 inevitable. The film, the first time around, got hate. It's gonna get hate again. I mean, people are not happy about seeing a black Spider-Man, even though Miles literally existed in the comics. Whatever. So I wanted to talk about like Miles' creation, and it, we're kind of getting to a point too where I can bring up Donald Glover. Um, oh, hold on, one second, pause. Yes, Colin. Kalen diving in on that Bye. first film. Uh -huh. Um, get rid of the, some of the first few questions I asked because the, it I wrote down. the vibe. Okay. Um, so I did. I watched another video again. Once you come home from the theater, you let all those uh, reels come in, and you're just like diving deep about all the fun facts about it. And did you not look into this the first time, Kaylin? Um. Well, no. There's some more fun facts that were mentioned in this movie. I wanted to bring up. Okay. But I'm saying I watched the video today, so I just wanted to chill real quick. You're fine. We'll okay. Quit. Um. So, Donald Glover was supposed to be, or, like, people were rooting for him to be the amazing Spider-Man um, that Andrew Garfield was. Or is, am I, is that the right one, Mariah? Or um, it, yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, racism and people, you know, bitching and complaining about it. And the same thing that happened with Little, Little Mermaid and, like, anything. And he got knocked in, or he, he got denied the position. Um What's that um, TV I don't show? Think he, he wasn't supposed to be like he wasn't supposed to be Andrew Garfield. He was supposed to be in the movie as Miles. So, I saw a different video saying that people were rooting for him to be like the first black Spider-Man, like just full on. He's Spider-Man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think he was supposed to be Miles, though, not like Peter Parker. Okay, you know what? I can't say because technically Miles is Spider-Man as well, so I can't say which one for sure. Um, but Spider-Man, uh, probably the Miles one. You, you probably know more than I do, but um, but I thought I saw it for like you know one of the films, like live action films, and because like you know everybody bitched and complained about, it and he didn't get it. He was on a TV show, uh, Donald Glover, and wore pajamas, Spider-Man pajamas, pajamas in the TV show, and then. I wasn't sure from the clip if it was from Into the Spider-Verse or Across the Spider-Verse, but the uncle has playing on his TV that scene of the TV show with Donald Glover. So Into the Spider-Verse, they made a reference to that, like, origin story with, like, Donald Glover. And then, uh, I don't know if Ryan wants to, like, mention the rest of, like, his references in film because he was also casted. Do you want to mention it? I think you could do it oh, better um, than me. He was casted as like a, he had a cameo in the uh, Spider-Man, like the newer ones with Tom Holland. Um, and I think at the time they were talking about experimenting with Miles in that universe. So he was supposed to play the uncle that is currently in the Spider-Verse films. So you're talking about, uh, what's his face? 
Pret uncle. The pre the predator guy was Prowler. Prowler. Yeah, the bad uncle. So the uh, Donald Glover made a cameo and played him. Wasn't in it the Uncle Aaron? Is it bad that I like the Prowler? <laughs> like his vibe is immaculate. Like, what am I supposed to do? I know that's scary music. But... Also, like, what did he ever do wrong? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying. Um, like, also, if you noticed, uh, my I don't know if you noticed this, Kinsey, but when the Prowler was uh, locked up as an anomaly, he the live-action Donald Glover, he was sitting in there, and Miles was staring at him, and he's like, it's rude to stare. He was looking at him because he's like the live-action version of his uncle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that. Okay. But anyways, yeah. I just wanted to mention that because, like, it's so cool, like, how big the Amazing Spider-Man, or uh, into the, or the Spider-Verse movies. I'm going to call the them that. Because, like, they're... Is it the amazing? No, it's the Spider Man. It's just Spider Man, right? The title. Yep. Okay. Um, the Spider Verse movies, though, it's cool how um, diverse they've become. Uh, mm -hmm. You were talking about diversity earlier, Kenzie, with women and uh, different abled bodies, and mm -hmm. um, you look back at like how Marvel and comics used to be, and even the Marvel way to draw that we were forced to read at school they were very particular about like women can't have big noses and they have to be drawn like this and they have to look like that and make sure they don't look you know to this or to that and it was like the same comic book face woman that like you see over and over again and uh, I, a lot of a lot of students bitched about it when the teachers like handed us the book but they're like please ignore the bad parts and just take like you know the good you know obviously the information on how to draw on it is you know useful but you know ignore the bits that don't apply but still even then it's just like uh i think talking about where we are today where we are we are hmm. can just just slow down a bit it's all right where we are at today i sorry i i lost it oh that's okay where we are at today in regards to like women's body shapes and stuff like that it's it's really nice to see like different kinds of shapes enabled bodies as well in regards to women and they're not just like this ornament to be had um in in mm -hmm. animated movies like the the token dump truck that you get to look at you know mm -hmm. well i was also um in that particular like you know runoff i was saying um when it comes to like donald glover you look at the history of it and i think bringing it up on the podcast right now like the history of him being denied an opportunity to be Spider-Man because he's black, because fans bitched about him being black. And now this is like one of the best-selling films, one of the best-selling merchandise like of Miles Morales. And the whole, yeah. the whole story about being like, Miles is an anomaly. He is not canon. He is not supposed to be Spider-Man. It's really cool commentary because like, I love this. Like anybody can be Spider-Man, which is like a Stanley quote. Bro, I'm and I'm not chills. Marvel, but like, just film and media, like seeing this, like this uh, kickback in the story, and this, um, it feels like commentary. It feels like straight commentary, straight to the fans' faces. Like whether you like it or not, this is this Spider-Man, you know, and he will exist. Yeah. Uh, after, like, honestly, Donald Glover gets a lot of uh, credit for Spider-Verse even existing because after he got denied. Like, he literally pitched the idea, like you said, for him to be a Spider-Man because of Miles' existence. And then and then they denied it. But after all the backlash from it, that's, like, really what sparked the, like, growth of Miles Morales as the movies we were watching. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, 
it's it's a man's world it's a white man's country and to see so many like opportunities be taken away because like it's not canon ariel was white ariel had bright ass red hair like it's just like it's not going to stop until like you know we keep making the media and people are eating it up like this is what the people have been asking for and you know i go into this movie i sit down and i see so many like interesting characters that like i've never seen before or seeing women even being like as a woman being seen in such a better light not just Mm -hmm. you know dump truck mommy like elastigirl bodies like you know yeah like we're we're gonna keep back for more you know it's like yeah give us some more hobie and i i really liked how like just the other female characters in general you didn't question their strength in regards to the to the male spider-man um Mm -hmm. like they were kicking ass half of the time gwen was like tripping up my man miles but mostly probably because he got feelings for her but um you know like she could stand on her own she's really strong and i really liked that you know yeah i mean that one bitch was running around pregnant and kicking I ass know. she was on a motorcycle she said i'm still gonna work Mm-hmm. yeah so. um so you guys want to dive deeper just into the concept about like and it, it goes into the conflict of the story of miguel is caught up miguel. on miguel is caught up on canon like canon events and you cannot break the canon you can't break out of the norm and in this world miles is an anomaly he's like i want to let you go home because like i don't want to like keep you prisoner if i have to but like you know you're gonna have to wait it out you have to let this canon event happen like what i thought was weird is why did he need to tell him that the event was going to happen like in this world of canon events he could have simply sent miles back and then let miles do whatever he needed to do and I don't think if, if this is the world of canon events, Miles would have been able to stop the guy the way he was supposed to if it was supposed to result in his dad's death either way. Well, he wasn't well, supposed to be in the India Spider-Verse world. He just followed Gwen. So Gwen got in trouble, too. But I think uh, the, what the way you're right, like if he wanted to just hide it and be like, hey, uh, Miles, I'll get with you in just two days. Just wait and then we'll talk about your whole watch thing. Sure, he could have lied to him like that and let his dad die. But. I think that the writers were just saying that he was so mad that Miles broke the canon about in the India one that we needed to really tell him the importance and like how bad he could fuck up and you know then no I think there's a, another reason so yeah if he's an anomaly that means he can mess up other timelines he literally was shown to mess up the Indian timeline he the reason because he wasn't supposed to yes, be there he wasn't just going to be like hey man you're an anomaly take what you will from that go home like there's a whole other sp- universe that doesn't have a spider-man that is literally in chaos because they don't have a spider-man so i think miguel was going to literally do something about miles existence as an anomaly and even if that means keeping him captive forever so that he can't cause any other which is what his plans were yes well the way that he said the way that he said in front of like hobie and gwen and like peter people who cared about miles like oh, you can go home after this. Like, I would like to think that they were all on the same page about it. If not, I think then, like, liar. you know. 
Yeah, maybe we'll find out in the next movie. I just that is a good theory. I like I that. Mean, the, that the spider community is like corporate America. Yeah. And Miguel is the CEO. I'm not kidding. No, straight <laughs> up. Yes, yes. yes. Just like in corporate America, the CEO has a gun to the head of the manager and the manager has the gun to the head to the yeah. employee. And it just trickled down. So at the end of the day, Miguel was in charge and like I, I, I talked to Kinsey because Kinsey was like, I hated him. And I was like, you know, credit to where credit is. Like, that's his job. His job is to make sure that no one else's universe falls apart. Yeah. Like the one he went to. Like, and mean, that's the one fine. he fucked up, yeah. Yeah, the one that he, he yeah, like, you're went right. to just like, to have his child. And, like, that's okay. But, like, there needs to be a better way for you to go about this, sir. Because the little people, like, Miles' dad doesn't know about all these stimulations that are happening. Yeah, it's kind of like you said. Um, and imagine being one of the Spider-Men where, like, maybe Miles is your friend. But are you really going to go up against the guy that has the entire Spider-Verse behind his back? And they can show up to your house, basically, in your universe with thousands of Spider-Men and do whatever. Yeah. Like, Oh, I think Mariah's completely right about it being like uh, mm-hmm. kind of a metaphor for like corporate America. Because you saw all his friends who truly do care about him, like, tremble and, like, falter in regards to helping him. Because, like, at first... Because they were like, well, what do you want us to do? Like, it is a canon event. Like, Miguel's not wrong. Um, but then I think Hobie's existence literally being like this anarchist who's like, I'm going to do what I want I, love what I think is right. I think that's what really sparked the other friends to be like, what's going on is wrong. And Miles isn't a bad guy. And just, mm-hmm. like, it starts to ask yourself, like, what is the value of life if we can't value one life? Over, if we're valuing yeah. 100 lives over one, well, then where was the value in that one life? And, like, I can understand realistically you don't want 100 people to die compared to one. But it's also, like, are there other answers? Are there other ways we can go about solving yeah. this that maybe, sorry, Miguel, that you never thought of? You know? And that's what Miles yeah. thinks, too. He's like, why can't exactly. we do both? And, I mean, not that I know the answer. So I'm like, well, damn, Miles, I don't know how you're going to do it. But honestly, yeah. props to you to trying to figure it out. You- that's the thing. It's the fact that Miguel wasn't even willing to try different options because he saw his world fail. He mm-hmm. was like, the world I went to failed. Everything I did was wrong. So it's just, that's just it permanent. But like, I mean, maybe lose, if you, if you mess up one canon event, it might just cause another issue that you have to fix. Like he wasn't even willing to look at that. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Miguel is necessarily the bad guy at the end of the day. He simply was doing what he thought was right. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know why. He's a bad guy that is born. Still intense. I don't think he's a bad guy that's born out of pure evil and malicious feelings. I think mm-hmm. he's the antagonist of the movie yes. because yeah. of the ideals that he wants to uphold for you know, the structure of the Spider-Verse. And I can understand where he's coming from. But with his shape language and how fucking negative his, he is and everything else, he's absolutely the antagonist in this movie besides Spots. You know? Oh, yeah. And even yeah, if, they even made if it was like Zootopia where it's like literally a little sheep is the antagonist, like it doesn't matter how he looked like, like he could be as nice as possible, but it's just like, oh, no. you know. I mean, I think yeah. I'm not saying you have to be big and sharp and and uh, depressed to be the antagonist i like you said there's different variations of antagonist but it's the vibe okay so when you watch oh, utopia yeah. you know something's up with that sheep she's weird he got, he got the vibe that of sheep the is fucking weird in zootopia and pretends that they're happy all the time yeah was it a twist that they were like the ultimate bad guy sure but like mm-hmm. i also didn't good, get good vibes from that sheep from the beginning yeah. um kind of like in hoodwinked when the rabbit, the white <laughs> rabbit, is the antagonist, you got bad vibes from the beginning. He didn't understand boundaries, and he was constantly asking for shit, but you're like, he's a bunny, so I guess I'll trust him. So, like, 
I'm not saying that you have to be cute and small or big and aggressive to be the antagonist. I'm saying yeah. the vibes were are very clear in the movie. Besides his visual representation, like more so his attitude and what he cares about, that yeah, he, he an antagonist. Yeah, do not like how mad he get. He need a little bit of uh, emotional regulation therapy. Thank you very much. I, he would go from zero to fucking one thousand. Yeah, it was intense. I was like, any attractiveness you had, you kind of lost me. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't support it. There's other psychopaths over. <laughs> What'd you say? That would have won middle school me over. There's a healthy dose of angry that's attractive, but that's too much, my, yeah, Miguel. There's a healthy know, dose. I have a Twitter thread of all the bad guys that may be bad but are still attractive, <laughs> and he ain't making it. He ain't making he it. You know why? Too cut. much angry. Too much angry. It's, it is. They And they did that. They drew him even really aggressively. Like, everything about him was very sharp, and it was like, ooh. And you know what's so interesting is I feel like a little kid going to see this movie they're gonna see Hobie on the screen and like maybe their moms and dad bitch about people with piercings and that play in bands and how like you know to stereotypically that's like not good like bad boy behavior but like he was the number one homie like bro for miles he was there the whole time like the whole time he's like how much have you told him Gwen how much have you told him like that about this corporation and mm -hmm. he was actively stealing shit in front of Miles too to build another watch for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think his character is really important. Um, I've seen like other people talking about it, but just important to show that like sense of community. Uh, obviously, a film that had like we've talked about a lot of diversity, but for him specifically, it really helped to like help grow Miles's character and seeing that like community that they had together despite them not actually knowing each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that too, and. I think to have a character like that in this corporate America looking as spider world that we have, it gives you hope. Like even him when he's like, hmm, I quit. And it's like, I like how the end of the movie, it's all of Miles homies like pulling up for Miles. Oh, I'm getting chills. Like it's, it would have been so much more bleak if Hobie wasn't there. Like imagine if Hobie wasn't in the room, like helping Miles, like teach him how to do the little hand thing or showing up at Gwen's house with a watch. Like, He's the driving. He's the main character. Like really, I think it shows that if you have a reason for what you're fighting for, and you 110% believe in it, it doesn't matter if you have a squad of seven people behind you. It's going to be more important than the hundreds of Spider Men coming after you because those Spider Men and women were doing it because they were told to. So yeah, they're going to try their hardest. They're going to try to go get Miles, but like his friends were like, mm -hmm. ride or die. Like we are here mm -hmm. to keep you safe. And like that was something I was noticing is that obviously he was getting by with the skin the skin on his teeth or whatever I don't know what that saying is um, he was barely getting away from the Spider Man but he got away um, and it's because he had a reason like you know there was something that was really driving him to leave besides obviously wanting to survive and those other yeah, I mean he had a proper fight in the world you know like we us three talk about it in general I mean there's just other reasons you know you have a proper cause to fight for. You're not doing simply what everyone's told and what's yeah. do, what's right, what's wrong. Like you're looking at your morals and you're like, no, this is something that I don't, I, I it doesn't sit right with me. And mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to side with people at the end of the day, like that don't believe in those same morals. Yeah, like, I know like, that I if you three, you two, and I, we had to fight like ten bitches. We're getting out of there. We're getting out of there. <laughs> Them ten bitches, like I'm like three, Mariah's like five, Caitlin's like five, you know. That adds up to more than 10, so 10 bitches try to fight us, we're pretty all right. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I going to say? Uh, oh, I don't know what Miguel was thinking at all with telling them 
or telling Miles that his dad's going to die in two days, like he, you know, wasn't going to be fine with that. I think he could keep him with just brute force and that it would be fine. But I'm just like, you expect people not to retaliate? Like, Spider-Man's a hero. I, I, I think, like, I know earlier I said, yeah, it was dumb for me to say, but I think what it is is he genuinely thought Miles had it in him. He thought that if he sent Miles back, he would find a way to stop the spot or whatever his name was, right? The spot. Uh, I think he'd find a way. So he was like, okay, well, you you can't, like, you already messed up one canon event that shouldn't have happened, and we don't, we can't afford another one. Yeah. And I think, Mm. like, Miles would have tried really hard to, like, get his friends to come in on it, and at that point, he was already, like, suspecting something was up. Like, oh, well, now there's a whole spider gang, and if my dad's in trouble, you guys are gonna come help. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I I do agree. He could just locked him up and put him in somewhere and kept it pushing. Yeah, I know he really I, he was really dumb for that. If you think he's the anomaly, do you think he's gonna actually listen? <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Hey guys, I also like this. Oh, never never mind. Keep talking. Oh, I was just gonna say I like Miles's like character with being the anomaly because like again going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like straight a slap to the man's face like i can do it differently even when you tell me i can't be spider-man even when you tell me i'm not supposed to exist i'm going to exist and i'm going to do it you know what you say i can't do it's such a such a cool kids movie some like a really cool hero for someone to look up to you know a vibe absolutely yeah miles is like it's a he's a good one i i and i like the twist of his story because he's not the classic peter parker story um like obviously his uncle still died yada 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 but like is not the average Spider-Man where it's like the same tale over and over Listen, again. I, I get so fucking tired when the same story is told. Like there are foundational elements to a story that can be reused that are like, you know, valuable. But then there's the aspects that need to change so so that you can enjoy maybe like a similar story. For example, like saving the princess or like you know beating the dragon. Like that's a Baby foundational story. So how are you gonna change it? Aka Shrek. All right, Shrek's a perfect example of taking the story of saving a dam- a damsel in distress from a dragon and making it way fucking cooler than all the 500 times that it was done before. So it's just like I don't see why it most obviously a lot of the white community, um, if almost all of them, have such an issue with things changing. Like, bro, are you want to eat the same peanut butter jelly sandwich every day? Like, what are we doing? I'm I'm well sorry. in the the, the story of like. The, the story of Spider-Man can always be different. There's just certain events that have to happen to build Spider-Man. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I've got two points to what I'm saying. Okay. I see. What, I know what uh. you're saying in the second half. I was just starting off. So, like, things have to happen in the sense of, like, the spider has to bite him. His uncle has to die. But other than that, each story can be different. Mm-hmm. But with what you're saying also with, like, yes, people being very stuck on how things can go, it makes me even more mad because with the introduction, the introduction of the multiverse... And, and so many more media. It's not just Marvel. A lot of media right now are covering the topic of multiverses. It should be normal. It should be expected to see black, queer, trans, other people that identify as these same characters. Like, if they're, if multiverses are real, there's a world where Mariah Porter exists. And she's not the same Mariah Porter you're looking at. She's not the same graphic designer person doing a podcast with her friends. Like, who knows what she's like or they're like. Like... That's the thing that I don't understand how people are going to push the multiverse and then get mad when things change. Well, I think what makes me really sad is that they still aren't even um, thinking about it that way. And it's taking the idea that there'd have to be a multiverse to even pay attention to somebody else's story that doesn't happen to be white. Like, personally, I love the multiverse story for Spider-Verse. I'm not saying that they're 
doing that for what I just said. I'm saying I'm, I'm disappointed to see that a lot of white people still can't even see that that is a realistic option that would happen. You know, I thought maybe they'd be like, yeah. uh, um, oh, well, if it's a multiverse, well, why don't we choose um, another white person? And I'm just like, uh, you don't you you don't even think that we should cover a different person's story. You don't even think it should happen in a multiverse when realistically it would. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I don't know if that made sense. I don't know if I uh, explained yeah. myself. Yeah, it made sense. I'm no, like, wow, I think... do you not even validate anybody's life, even in the instance of a multiverse? Girl, like... I mean, it's it happens in everything, in every fucking nerd corner, Star Wars, and I told you guys about the whole Magic the Gathering, Lord of the Rings set, where Aragorn, uh, all the artwork was done differently. So, like, some of the characters look similar, like, obviously, Gandalf's an old man with a beard, like, in a pointy hat, and they made Aragorn black, and it split the community so fucking much, and it's just, like... You can't hand your mic over for a story that's been told. Like, it's been an old-ass vintage animation. It's got a perfect trilogy, like, with awesome cast that you can go back and watch whenever you want. And now they're coming out with new TV shows and this new set of cards. And it's like, it is a set of cards. You can't let somebody, like, I saw somebody in tears over it because of just, like, feeling seen and feeling represented. And it's like, you can't pass the mic for one second. You always, what, what are you afraid of being, like, you know... The minority being, I don't know, in, I mean, not included. Like, what? Um, Game of Thrones, Kinsey, you you watch Game of Thrones, the prequel when it came out, people were complaining about there being black elves. No, they were complaining about the uh, the black um, Targaryens, which, by the way, yeah, they're cool as fuck. Okay, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, again, we talk about it all the time. I know we regularly talk about any type of minorities on the podcast, and it's, I'm sure it's a regular co- topic that the listeners hear. But that's just what it is. I mean, we're in a white man's country, a white person's world. People are regularly going to have problems. I don't know when that's going to change. I think what like, it is, obviously, too, is... I live it every day, and I don't know when it's going to become normalized to see someone that looks different than you and still respect them the same and see value respect. in them and know, like, yeah, that person can do something cool, too. Yeah, that's what it is, Mine. There's a lack of respect to it because, you know, we've worked with really racist people before talking about movies and films, and it's like, you can't, like set that aside because they they talk about like it's this woke movement they're like can everybody just shut up and stop being so woke for a second and it's like what is what are you what pedestal are you on telling yourself that this movement is woke and not people in tears because they're getting an emotional reaction to being seen in the media that we consume like and that there's other people besides yo white ass you know dude it's just straight up selfishness that's all it is like they can't mm-hmm. come up with any fucking good idea Besides saying that people are overreacting, well, let's look at how you're overreacting over maybe there's not one main fucking white character. I would say that's an emotional reaction, okay? So it's just like, it's ridiculous how they can point out and be like, oh, well, they're being emotional over something that doesn't matter, but then they're going to literally be emotional themselves that Aragorn is black. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. can you not see why the other people are emotional that they're not seeing their representation as well? Yeah. And it's just like the the fucking, you know, princesses and superheroes that were white before that media still exists. And guess what? It'll still keep Go existing. Check it out. We'll still keep writing it. And I just don't see the problem with like, you know, when I see, for example, like Miles Morales' story, I'm still moved and I can still watch his character. And I do like that. It's about like, you know, his story. I don't sit there and I can whoever it is, a man, a woman or 
even other characters, like if you if it was a the main character was the Indian Spider Man, I'm sure whatever story he's trying to tell, it's like just it's just fine to go watch. Go watch it. You might mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> you you might actually like it because it's fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we got heated yeah. there for really good reasons. Um, a lot of good conversations. Um, and I mean. I know we're talking about it a lot, this one, but that's kind of what the movie's about. Like, this whole stick it to the canon thing. Like, God, the poor Star Wars actors who were Asian and black, like, do y'all remember how much fucking hate they got? It was, like, mm-hmm. astronomical. My lord. It's really important. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just gonna keep happening, unfortunately. Like, until, like you said, it is respect. People don't really want to acknowledge it. Yeah, but it's gonna I mean, more and more. I mean, even like I didn't watch Hamilton, Caitlin. I know you have. Like mm-hmm. people were getting mad at Hamilton for people being casted as not white people. I I was aware of that, and you know, it when I found out after I'd like fell in love with the story, I was like, "Are you kidding? Like, you're getting picky over like how your freaking history is told." Like, I'm so happy that there's been more diversity in recent years in movies. I'm not saying it's where it needs to be, but like. Honestly, seeing a cast of all white people um, is just, like, really disheartening because I'm like, that's not realistic. And it's just, like, I, I want to see more of this diversity come out in, like, every kind of media, you know? Because mm-hmm. you, I just think, obviously, as we were all saying, it's so necessary and it's so important. And it's it starts to make us look at those, for example, films that are only uh, produced with white characters and be like, actually ask ourselves, huh? I was digesting this for, like, 15 years of my life, um, and I never thought to think, why are there only white characters? You know, I know that's a very white thing of me to say, um, but, like, 16-year-old Kinsey, that wasn't the first thing I was thinking about because I was a white 16-year-old. And now I can look back at movies and be like, I actually don't like this. I don't feel like it's really realistic. I don't think it's, you know, I feel more comfortable when there's more representation. It just feels friendlier. I don't know how to describe it. I think the cool thing to see, too, is, and Mariah mentioned it earlier, for example, Hobie being received so well, like, for that being our favorite character of the whole show, like, somebody out there is going to emotionally react to, like, maybe having a similar nose like Mariah was mentioning, and it's just, like, that part I can see the importance of, and, like, I grew up with a very similar, I'm not going to let you stand on that box alone, I grew up with a very similar childhood where, you know, white cast all across the board, I'm white, and it's, like, I think when I started to explore it more in, like, you know, what was it? I would say I noticed it more when I started making more, like, black friends in, like, middle school. I know, school that, me too. And... It's sad for me to say, but yeah, I was like, oh shit. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's like, that's when I was like, ooh, why is it, like, only... And then they started introducing the the one black side character. It was like, you know, you, you pull it up, like pull up cartoons from like just the 2000s. And it's like, you know, the white, the Latina and, you know, the black friend. And it's like the black friend or, was or always the, friend. Yeah, the com- comedic relief or like the throwaway character. Mm-hmm. But. Um, well, dang. And then let's if we get in towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. after we get right. this nice. <laughs> she said, well, dang. Anyways. Well, you know, obviously uh, the film starts to wrap up and you get this really sense of community, which I've talked about before. The film drills in the sense of community so much, which I love mixed in with the culture because I know that certain cultures do have really high um, sense of communities. 
And I think that they did a really good job at representing that even with Miles not being present when Gwen decided to get her whole thing situated. Um, when, when Miles goes back to his timeline, I remember looking at Kaylin and Kaylin looked at me for a second because Kaylin was really focused and I was like, and we were like, he's in the wrong place. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I felt like we were only supposed to be at two-thirds of the way of the movie. When it ended, I was not ready. Oh my god. Yeah, I did really good avoiding spoilers. Uh, Cheyenne did send me spoilers, but I didn't look at them because I wasn't on Instagram. When the bitch ended, I was like... I was like... What I told Kate, I was like, my vibrator died. <laughs> yeah, the girl behind us was like going cursing. on really long. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, when are we going to get to the end? And they were like, JK, we have a part two. And I was like, damn. Damn. Which is so funny because I knew knew there was going to be a part two. I saw people talking about there being a part two. Like, they, I saw people the first week the movie came out talking about how they they were upset. But when I was watching it, I didn't think it was going to happen right then. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was going to end like the last movie because the last movie movie had enough of a conclusion for it to be an ending. This was like the middle of the climax. Like they got their whole gang together to come save Miles, and I was like ready for it. And then they gave me. The- I was like, "We gonna save him real quick." Apparently, I, I shared a reel with both of you guys, and it was straight up how my genuine first reaction. And the guy was like, "Oh, is this an intermission? Is this a joke?" Like I really thought, <laughs> like two seconds later, uh, Spider Man was gonna come back on. Like, ha, ah, just kidding, guys. Like, and then for them to have no end credit scene. <sighs> yeah, that was black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see, though. I think that they're setting up a really fun uh, story with, like, his other version of him. The yeah, watch me cry this next movie. Yeah, Kayla and I cried when they showed the uncle. I know. Oh, I was like, hey. I literally was like, oh my god, his uncle. I was, like, feeling Miles' emotions right then. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Well, I've had straight-up moments of, like, thinking I saw someone who's passed away in my life, and, like... They, it's just another person that looks really, really close to that person that I lost, and I just stare at them, and they're like a stranger. They look at me, and I'm like, I look away because I'm like, oh, you can't stare at strangers. But you're just like, whoa. It feels like very angelic. Like when you have moments like that, it's creepy, but it's just like, nah, bro, ain't nothing like, wrong with that. I think I didn't cry. I did get emotional because I was like, I was seeing how he was responding to his obviously dead uncle that was not dead in that universe, and but I I didn't cry, but I thought it was sad. Yeah. It was, but um, I'm super ready for the next one. I can't even wait. Uh, we'll show up on time this time for real, because that I'm still pissed at that whole situation. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a movie I'll see again. So I, I I'm okay with the because I'll rewatch it. It's not like a film where I'm like, dang, I would never rewatch this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so would you yeah. guys um, share this movie with people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would share this movie with people who either already like superheroes or are animation people. I don't think this is a film that anyone would watch. Yeah. I, like, in my um, ideal world, would share this with anybody because I think it's so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with Mariah. Yeah. I mean, I it's weird. Not everybody's a cartoon person. And then, like, not everybody's, like, a black people person. Some people are racist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What? what the fuck? I was like, where is she going? With I was like, here's a Lego head. She went. <laughs> I, oh I thought that'd gosh. be a funny way to end up all of our deep conversation. <laughs> You're funny. Dang, Kaylin taking it away again. What can you do? Well, 
Kaylin, are you showing us something next week? Oh, no, no. No, it's Mariah. Mariah. No. Mariah, what are you showing us? Um, well, you see, uh, earlier this week, I was driving in my car with music on shuffle. Um, and one of my personal favorite High School Musical 3 songs came on. So as any oh, normal really? performative Sing it. person that I am, um, I sent a nice video of me singing. Um, what the hell is it called? Why am I blinking? Mariah. I don't know what it's called either. Hold on, you hold on give me a second. Uh, can I have this dance? Mm-hmm. Um, I sent a nice video of me seeing it and screaming it in my car because I was having a visceral reaction to it. Um, so then I looked at Kaylin, who, as we all know, was... Why is Kaylin in the group chat right now while we're recording? Colin sent dinner. Kaylin? She said, my camera's off, you can't see me. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had mentioned to Kaylin, because we all know, if you guys have been keeping track, Kaylin was raised in the South and didn't get exposed to modern media as a child. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I really want to watch this movie. I'm only going to share the third one. And Kaylin was like, actually, I've never even finished the second one. So we're starting off next week, for my next three weeks, with High School Musical. <laughs> yes! We're diving in. Yeah, well, I'm okay. so I it this way in the podcast when... Um, it's one of us or two of us that have seen something and the other person has not been exposed to it. That's my favorite shit right there. Well, High School Musical, I'm so sad that you didn't get to experience that as a kid because it was like nationwide, like Justin Bieber, like the way that Justin Bieber made girls feel. Like I also just, High I think my thing too is so I started to go through, I'm oh, sorry, it cut out and then I thought you weren't talking, so I talked. It's So I talked. It's okay, continue. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> I'm not um, mad. I, I think, think that was just my face. I think I also was slightly annoyed by the people, for example, at school, the particular girls who was crazy about Justin Bieber. I did not like those particular girls because they did not, they were not nice to me. So therefore, anything they liked, I didn't like because I was going through a phase. A pick me girl phase. <laughs> a pick me girl phase. Yeah, just a little cute one because I'm like, why would I like what they like when they're so mean? Well, like, I literally went through a pick me girl phase where I wasn't, well, several. But, like, uh, one where I wasn't telling people I liked High School Musical, I was like, no, I don't like High School Musical. And I'd go home yeah. and I'd be like, you are... Nah, nah. And, I, and like, I think when I'd see bits of High School Musical, because I'm sure I've seen the first movie a couple times, I think that I, you know, again, just watching, like, some of the mean girls in the fucking movie, I was just like, eh, I don't know if I like this sort of, you know, style storytelling. I, I was like, let me go find some anime to watch. Well, dang, Mariah, I'm super excited for your next three weeks, and each one we're going to have so much to talk about because they're all amazing. And we're gonna Yeah, they're all amazing. I personally watched all the High School Musical ones, and then the next weekend they would have High School Musical, High School Musical, the sing-along, High School Musical, dance-along. And if you were a real fan, if you were a real fan like me, the first and second film had High School Musical What's What's editions, and those ones were my favorite because they gave behind-the-scene information about what was happening in each scene. Well, you know, I wasn't a real fan. And I only saw clips here and there of the What's What's Real edition or whatever the fuck. And I got to see a lot of their, like, dance practices. And they were going hard. Like, every fucking yeah. dance practice. That's why they did so good I, the movie. I was out of town for Ice Women's Go 2. My grandpa recorded it with, like, back in the old days when cable wasn't yeah. existing. So he put, like, the VHS tape in it and oh. it recorded on the VHS tape. Oh, shit. Oh. Damn. Because I was missing it. I didn't want to miss it. I, I didn't How sweet of him. It. Well, I'll turn the pick me off so that I can like try to get myself in the vibe. I'll turn so on all of the, the One Direction I've uh, loaded up into no, my different body. Different era, different yes, era, different it's era. It's the same energy. No, same girls liked it. No, 
No, actually, no. So y'all don't like One Direction? No, but like the, the pick right. me's for High School Musical and the pick me's for One Direction were two different people. They were. No, no, no. You're not understanding. Y'all all like the same shit. Justin Bieber, y'all all liked it. I didn't. I did. Ryan's a liar. I hated Justin Bieber when he first came out. I, bet- I-, I saw all the girls doing the one time, and I was like, I hate all you. I bet y'all watched that wizardly oh. Selena Gomez show, too. I did. Yeah, that was in the same era as, well, as uh, High School Musical. The show was good. I don't think honestly, I've ever seen it. Honestly, you know how much that shit itched my autistic brain? You know what? Shut actually, up. what's Shut wild up. is that's on Kinsey's list right here. Mm-hmm. Right there. <laughs> it is. Well... Because this is the way Wizards of Waverly Place would itch my brain, guys. Like, the door, the portal where they could go to the wizard realm. Like, and their whole downstairs and... Oh, my God. That's actually my, like, theme of my living room now that Isn't I'm older. like, a magic baby? What? I don't know what you're talking about. There's no magic I, baby. I need to go piss and eat, y'all. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk to you guys next week when we talk about High School Musical. I'm excited. Bye. Bye. Bye.